Kastner, and welcome to another Cat's Cradle, the show within a show where we talk about TTRPGs and TTRPG design in between episodes of Sword of Symphonies. I'm your host, King Cat, and I am a baby. And I don't know what I'm going to be when I grow up. Who knows? I'm full of potential. With me today are responsible caretakers Kathleen. Hi there. And Nick. Hello. And speaking of being a baby and being full of potential and growing into all kinds of different shapes, I would like to talk about a mini game that I have uh, recently finished writing and that I'm going to be releasing fairly soon or have released fairly recently, depending on when this comes out, I suppose. Dragons of Amilta, which is a heroic chord spinoff game about being cute baby dragons and learning new shapes. Yeah, this was, I guess, originally, I, well, I don't want to know if I want to say pitched, but you told us about this quite a while ago. So you've had this cooking for a bit. Yeah, I wrote it and I don't know. I just never got around to going anywhere with it. And then I added a couple of rules to it. And for the Artisan Game Jam, which is a game jam about kind of doing things the old fashioned way and trying new skills, I'm going to be hand illustrating it. So it's not very long. It seems like just about the perfect length for a project like that. So Dragons of Amilta is very much a love letter to my favorite TTRPG of all time, Golden Sky Stories, which if you have not played it, it's a Japanese TTRPG about being henge, mysterious transforming animals and interacting with people, using your mysterious powers to solve problems and form relationships. It was pitched to me as a Studio Ghibli RPG, but I don't think that's exactly what it is because Ghibli deals with a lot kind of heavier uh, notions. But Golden Sky Stories is very much quiet and wholesome and friendly. And I just love it. I just love being cute animal babies. And so in Dragons of Amilta, you play baby dragons and you learn new shapes to shapeshift into. Basically, character creation is really simple. The Dragons of Amilta aren't born, they're made. They're created from the tension between two daoliths. So they're agender and asexual because they don't reproduce. They just kind of happen. But they do have parents, the gods that created them. So for character creation in this game, you choose two of the Daoliths and you choose based on the two Daoliths, which shapes you start the game knowing. And then as the game goes on, whenever you do something cute or charming or useful or meaningful, you give other players a spark whenever you see them do something good. And you save up those sparks and you spend them to learn new shapes of something that you've already interacted with in the story. And uh, it basically has heroic chords dice mechanic, except instead of having stats, you build a pool of up to four. One die if you're really, really trying. One die if you can take a shape that's helpful. One die if you have a shape that's perfect for the job. And one die if someone's meaningfully helping you. So does that mean if you're kind of just like, eh, about it, you don't get any dice? No, it just means that you don't get the die for really, really trying. 
Okay. So like if you have a shape that's perfect for the job and you get that dice and the dice for the shape that's helpful. And if you're not trying, you can still roll two dice. Okay. You can slack off. <laughs> Work smarter, not harder. Yeah. And I wrote a little example story about a village facing some flooding that was kind of inspired by Kathleen's portrait of the Velt during the rainy season. Um, it's just a story about dragons learning about how the world changes when it won't stop raining. Yeah. <laughs> it's six pages long, according to Word. I expect it will be a little bit longer when I've done a layout because I want to give this layout lots of space to breathe and have some hopefully cute illustrations. Yeah, I was about to say lots of room for pretty pictures. I'm going to try. I'm going to try to make them very cute. And that's uh, that's the game I wrote. <laughs> like Golden Sky Stories, it's meant to be kind of family friendly. It's meant to be approachable for uh, hopefully for kids. I'm going to try and play it with my mom and sister and see how they respond to it. Well, so why don't Kathleen and I give you a hand here and why don't we make some baby dragons? I would love it if you would. So you start by... Basically, your character sheet just has the names of your parents, what you look like, and a list of shapes you know how to take. That is a pretty easy character, Jen. But other than just writing down some names, I do think it's very interesting that, for those of you who are curious about more of the world building of Amilta, this game has some interesting stuff about the Daoliths. Yeah, they're described in slightly different terms because the dragons see them differently than people do. Yeah. There's also an eighth one. There is also an eighth one, yes. Because I think dragons have been around in Amilta since before whatever happened to him. Mm -hmm. So if you're up to date on Sword of Symphonies, then the eighth Daleth will not be a surprise to you. And if you're not, well, then I guess you're getting that brand new lore by playing this game. Yeah. Just put that down in your notes, everybody. That way, when you do your giant, you know, hour and a half long Dark Souls lore-esque video on YouTube for uh, Milta. You, you know that like about 15 minutes of that video is going to be about the big nerd dollar. Yeah. Uh, it better be. Yeah. W did the big nerd dollar crash? Is that what happened <laughs> to the world? Well, I mean, I'm not the one making the video, so I'll, I'll have to find out when it comes out. Yeah, sounds like it. So the first shape you start with is you start with the shape of a baby dragon. That's the shape you were born with. You know how to take that shape. Like a fluffy noodle. Like a little fluffer noodle. I'm going to make a dragon with a blue mane and black scales. And your name is going to be Nightingale. That's a good dragon name. I tend to give them like one word nature names, which is why my character on the Eternity Archives is Normal Human Magnolia. They're named after the tree. The normal human tree. The normal. Well, normal human is something they added to their name to make sure people understood that they were a normal human. <laughs> As you do. As you do. It's, it's important. When you're studying humans, you need them to believe that you're one of them mm -hmm. or they'll be suspicious of you. And the best way to do that is by adding normal human onto your name. Mm. 
I love playing Magnolia genuinely. <laughs> I mean, like, uh, listen to the Eternity Archives. It's a good show. And in the Heroic Chord arc, I play one of my favorite characters. And also the character that I, I think I identify the most with of any TTRPG character I've ever played. <laughs> <laughs> Like I'm, I'm more like normal human Magnolia than like most other characters I play. Ah, uh, so I have gotten two eight-sided dice, and I have determined that my as of yet unnamed dragon has to do with the tension between Wailing Agrippina and Enduring Gaius. Oh. So some examples of some shapes that this dragon might take include a pack hunter, some type of tundra creature, some type of mountain creature, and a nocturnal predator. Yeah. And so you can pick one from Agrippina's list. I also picked Agrippina, actually. I, I wrote Agrippina and Atosa. Mm. And I just put loose descriptions here. So like, yeah. Any kind of tundra creature. Do you want to be like an Arctic hare? Maybe an Arctic fox? Maybe like an elk? Mm -hmm. So the thing that came to mind for me, because I always like to combine things when I can, is how about a tundra creature that's a nocturnal predator, like a snowy owl? I was just about to say snowy owl. That's very good. And like maybe a pack hunter that's also a mountain creature, like a like a wolf. Like a pack owl. <laughs> a pack owl. Uh, if owls learn to hunt in packs, we're in trouble. Back behind my parents' house in Colorado, throughout the summer, there are often coyotes. I think, I think we're going to go with coyote and a snowy owl as this dragon's forms. Ooh. So Nightingale knows how to be a baby dragon. Because one of their parents is Agrippina, I took a mountain creature and I took a goat. They know how to be a mountain goat. And because their other parents beckoning Atosa, the list to choose there is a small predator, a human, or an urban scavenger. And I chose small predator. I chose a hawk. Nightingale knows how to be a hawk. A hawk, a goat, and a baby dragon. Well, I was going to say you could have been a, an urban scavenger and been a rat, and then you could have been two bands. Could have been an urban scavenger and picked a human. Yeah. I'm not letting you have it, Nick. No, you're not. You are. You can't have it. You are not letting it's me mine. have that rat joke. <laughs> well, fine. Then I guess in, in retaliation for you sandbagging my joke, I will have to tell you my character. In retaliation? Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, no. My punishment. Such punishment. So I, I am playing a little blue and aquamarine noodle named Rhododendron or... Road. Cute. Whose parents are Tidal Augustine and Windswept Tamiris. Aw. And for Windswept Tamiris, I can be either a beautiful bird, a wondrous or unlikely creature, or a sweet, soft, friendly creature. And I have picked, as a sweet, soft, friendly creature, a very fluffy blue bunny. Aw. That's very good. Yeah, the rules do say you don't have to be the right color and you may not even be a real creature. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, bunny can be blue. And here comes your punishment, Kat. You didn't think it was a punishment, but here it comes. For Tidal Augustine, their other shape is a penguin. 
It's an amphibious creature. Uh-huh. Yeah. And some of them are migratory birds as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the list for tidal augustrine is a, sm- a large sea creature, a migratory bird, or a small amphibious creature. I think their head is always, like, far too fluffy for whatever it is that they are. Ah. They still haven't quite figured out how to shape out of bedhead. Maybe. Now, the, the real I test. think oh. that my dragon has pinkish, reddish, clay-colored scales flecked with little white pin feathery other scales. Aww. And they're gonna be called Newt. Cute. And that's how you do character creation. It's not a very involved character creation. And then the babies go on adventures and they make friends and they learn new kinds of babies to be. Because, like, I've kind of made no secret about this, but, like, dragons are my favorite creatures in Amilta. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because I, uh, I too, am a gender and asexual, <laughs> so... I, uh, I identify with them a lot, and um, the notion of being a kind of amorphous creature that is trying very hard to do an impression of a human being is a familiar one to me, I think. So I just love them. So basically the way we would play this game is then we would go on a little adventure, and whenever any of us think that someone has done something good or cool or cute, or meaningful, we award them a spark. And then at the end of a scene, you spend five sparks to learn a new shape. Um, But if it's one of the shapes on your godparents' lists, it only costs four sparks. And um, you learn new things. And that's how it goes. So, for example, if rhododendron stopped being a penguin, cat would give them a spark. Yeah, absolutely. And if, like, maybe Newt saw, like, a crying human kid... And decided to be a coyote because of a vague awareness that human kids like coyotes. I would be like, that's cute. That's good. Something like a dog. It's something dog-like. Maybe they misremembered. They like these four-legged kind of furry things. Yeah. Or the four-legged furry things seem to like them. Yeah. They're, they hang out a lot. They hang out a lot. They're good friends. Let's see. So we could we could play an example scene if you two are up to it. Sure. Yeah, let's let's do a quick example then. Yeah. Let's do the example story from the book. So you're not far from the river and it has been raining all day. It just won't stop. Rhododendron, you know that it doesn't intend to stop soon either. The weather is a friend of one of your parents, and it is determined to rain on this area for a long time. Rhododendron is absolutely in the river as a penguin, hmm. just kind of hanging out, probably looking at a fish. It's not like I'm going to eat you fish kind of look, but they're just kind of looking at a fish. Checking out this fish. They're checking out this fish. You know, it's a, it's a, little, it's a little freshwater minnow, something like that. It looks cool. Yeah. It's, it's shiny and kind of silvery. That actually answers a couple of my questions, because the questions that are in here are, do your dragons like wet weather? 
Do they have any shapes that are good for navigating a rainy day? Sounds like rhododendron does. Rhododendron sure as heck does. Newt is less good in the rain and has perhaps taken after their namesake and burrowed into the banks of the river a little bit and has their eyes and their little crocodile nose kind of sticking out. It's looking around. Does Newt like wet weather? Newt has learned that their shapes don't particularly care for it. However, this whole mud business is pretty good. Yeah. There's something that's nice about like blending in. I think that both of you, I would like to give a spark to for that because I think you're both being very cute baby dragons right now. I think, yeah, there's a bunch of shiny fish splashing around in the river. Not just the one that rhododendron is eyeing, but several of them. They seem to be having a grand old time. Not too far from Newt, there's a little tiny field mouse hiding under a broad leaf to try to keep the rain off it. Looks like it's starting to fret over how soggy the ground is getting. And not too far from the two of you, there is a big old bullfrog just having a grand old time. Not a care in the world. I think after Rhododendron finishes looking at the fish, like... That frog is also pretty cool to look at, and they're just kind of going to waddle over there, and they're just they're taking a look at that frog. Yeah, the frog is, in the fashion of frogs during the rain, real placid. Genuinely seems to be having a grand time just sitting on the riverbank, shouting to the other frogs in their frog language. Does not mind rhododendron, is looking is watching cautiously, confident in the fact that they're quicker, as frogs tend to be. Newt says, Pardon me, rhododendron, darling. Will it be like this all day? Frog. (laughs) Frog. Frog. (laughs) Okay. Sparks for everybody. Very good. Excellent. The frog notices Newt and turns its big yellow eyes to look at where Newt is concealed in the riverbank. Yes. Yes, indeed. Frog. Rhododendron is staring very hard at the frog. They think frog is really cool. They are trying to turn into a frog. It is not working. It's not working. Not yet. It's not working. And after a couple more moments, they just kind of flop onto the ground as a penguin and just go, frog hard. Mm. Look how small it is. Mm, I see, yes. Yes, I, I, I suppose these compact creatures are uh, a thing. Yes. Yes, you are a thing, aren't you? There is a bigger creature nearby. What looks to be a human being. Not a very big one. Not too close to the river, but definitely taking great pleasure in jumping into the big pools of accumulated water that have formed on the people road. That's, that's a, look at that. Look at that big frog. 
Oh, yes. A big frog. Oh, it is amazing the way that they transform as they uh, go about their little lives. <laughs> it's true. This is a ginormous frog, and it is just merrily hopping in puddles. This particular frog song is like laughter, and it's very nice. <laughs> How do you get so big, little frog? The, the little frog, the big frog, stops hopping and approaches the river. Huh? Is somebody over here? And they crouch down. Oh, frog. <laughs> Hi, frog. The big bullfrog stares at the even bigger frog. <laughs> well, obviously they had to eat a lot of of insects to get that big. Everybody knows that that's what frogs eat. And when you eat stuff, you get bigger, right? Bird. <laughs> Hi, bird. Hi, frog. Ah! Don't yell at me. It's it's polite to say hi back. I guess. And you see their little face all scrunched up. I guess. I guess I'm used to birds being rude. Oh, well, that's not very nice of them. It's not. Huh. I'm not used to birds saying hi back. Ah, but the birds, they are constantly saying their whereabouts and their counter whereabouts and uh, is, is that is that not all what they say all of the time i i counter hmm. counter whereabouts i don't know that one yeah me neither ah <laughs> uh -huh. also hi are you a snake a snake <laughs> no no no, I am something far grander than a snake. Oh. Yeah, a loud snake. <laughs> I. <laughs> oh, you do not know. <laughs> I don't know lots of stuff. Mm. What do you think I might be, a little frog? Uh. Uh, monster? Um, uh, they're not that bad. Oh, okay. I already guessed snake. As you did, as you did, my amphibious friend. Amphib, amphibious. Means you like water. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's raining. Quite a bit, and will be for a while. Oh, really? That's what it tells me. That it's it's happy just doing the rain thing, and I think it's going to be doing this for. It says a lot longer. It says a lot longer. It's marvelous. Oh. It doesn't do it that often in these parts, darling. It oh, it is having a time of it. Oh. Huh. And the large frog looks up at the sky. Huh. Neat. Newt is enjoying being this fount of wisdom and knowledge and wants to really impress this large frog. So it's going to have to make some sort of roll. Well, Rhododendron is going to try their hardest to help Newt be smart here. 
Yeah, so Anut is going to assume the shape of the coyote, since coyotes are well known to be quite wise and quite loud about it. Mm. And is going to try quite hard to say something really impressive. And regardless of what that is, Rhododendron is going to back them up 100%. Yeah. I'm preemptively giving both of you a spark for this. And neutrals two threes. Oh no. So what does what does Newt say that is not impressive? <laughs> Why this rain? <laughs> it comes from the clouds. Oh. It does way up there. They the clouds say hi. Nude is just kind of like mugging with their coyote mug. Yeah, that's. Yes, and Rhododendron has their like little penguin arms way out. Um, lots of stuff comes from the clouds. Did you know that? What? More? Clearly, the frog has identified that the frog might know more about clouds. More than rain? Snow happens too. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Rainbows happen out of clouds. Do they? Rhododendron's eyes go wide. One time, one time hail happened out of the clouds. We had to hide inside because big hard ice balls fell down. Oh, frightful. Wow. Clouds are cool. Yeah. Wow. Wow. And the frog kind of steps toward... Uh, the two of you. And as they do, they start to slide and go like, whoa, 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 and flap their arms and step back. Mm, mommy always says not to go close to the river when it's raining. Rhododendron kind of turns around and looks at the river and turns back and goes, uh, It's slippy. Well, you're a frog, right? Can't you, can't you swim? Um, are, are you not a frog? Did I get it wrong? No, uh, not a frog. Oh. What? But but you stand on two legs like a frog and you like water? I'm an alley. Oh. An alley? Ah, yeah. ah, an alley frog. No, With, my... Ah, uh, they, they, they lack the characteristic webbing. Uh, no webs. You, you are positively webless, darling. Oh, well, yeah, if, if that's the case, then yeah, you should, you should stay away from the river then, alley. It's, uh, it's going to get bigger. Because it's going to keep raining. Oh. Huh. Maybe I should go home. Ah, uh, yes. You mu- I-, I suppose we all must someday return to our own little muck. Where, where is your pond, Alley Frog? Um, over there. And Alley points down the people road to the barely visible roof. Of, uh, well, part of a little village. Newt has to crane up on their back legs in order to see over the grass here. But, 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 but darling, that's not a pond. Uh-uh, it's a village. A village. A village. Village. It's... What manner of water is that? Uh, a kind with houses? Well, house water seems pretty rough. Let's get you home then. Okay. That's only the polite thing to do. 
You were, after all, polite enough to say hi to us. Yeah, come on. Oh, I've always wanted to sample the fame and hospitality of the frog. Oh, yeah. Let's go back. And on the way back up the road, Allie stops whenever she sees a puddle and two foot jumps into it. <laughs> Just taking great glee in the splashing it makes. Every time she does rhododendron like mimes jumping in the puddle and, and flaps their little penguin arms. Aww. Yeah, I'm going to give you one for that, too. Because <laughs> that's very cute is the problem. Don't forget to also reward one another for cuteness or goodness or good life choices. <laughs> so there's a little village near the river. People come out to fish when the weather is good. Sometimes you can see humans here, but today most of them are inside. That is something interesting to learn. Humans don't seem to like getting wet. Aside, of course, from Allie, who is having a grand time. You see a collection of structures. Houses. Burrows, maybe. You know that some creature has made these. They didn't grow that way, that's for sure. They're all gathered around roads, like the kind that you and Allie walked on to get here. See? A village! Allie holds her little arms out. Rhododendron kind of peeks around. How How come no one else is outside? Are, are you the only one who likes the rain? Mm, maybe. That's weird. The rain is great. Yeah. Do many Allie frogs live in this... A village. Um, I'm the only alley. But there's lots of different people. My word, darling, all alone. Well, isn't everybody the only them? <sighs> Newt sort of puffs out their little coyote chest. I am certainly the only me. Mm -hmm. That's very good. And there's a point for that as well, I think. <laughs> mm, yeah. And I'm the only me. Mm. Which is why there can be no doubt about who is meant when a nearby voice hollers, Allie! Uh, you get inside right now, young lady. Uh, what, no, what, what, is, what is this consternation? Um, I didn't come home when the rain started. And now mom is mad. <laughs> and I'm in trouble. Well, it was... It was our fault, Newt. We, we struck up the conversation. We should go apologize. What? We have done nothing wrong. Nothing. What, what, what should we apologize for in this a village? And you see a much larger frog, much larger than Allie. Are these frogs at all? Hard to say. Come out of one of these structures... Storm over purposefully. Allie, what are you doing? It is pouring out here. Um, I went to play. Nowhere. Nowhere dangerous, that's for sure. Don't worry about it. And, um, I met a bird and a coyote. And they're my friends. This is my mom. Her name is Mom. Hello, Mom. Uh, we, we apologize for keeping Allie. 
we, we thought it was polite to to converse, but we did not know that she had to come home. But once again, apologies, apologies. And and Rhododendron just kind of like bows forward repeatedly like a tippy bird. I have to give you a spark for that. Because that's very, very cute. <laughs> and Allie's mother is too stunned. Is just like, I no, I... Uh, oh, my word. I'm just glad that she's home safe. Oh, my word. What matter of frog are you, darling? Oh, you have the characteristic webbing and everything. And um, is sort of like uh, doing that small quadruped thing where Newt is darting in between this large frog's legs with their giant sort of big, smooth, circular feet. Uh, um, hello. Um, pleasure, pleasure to meet you. I'm not a, not a frog, a normal human being. What? Um, human being. Yep. I thought you were uh, my mom. Um, no, I'm Allie's mom. <sighs> Allie's my child. Uh, so, mm, mm, mm. I, I just like this the scene of of Newt and Rhododendron just like completely sandbagging this uh, this very obvious explanation. <laughs> um. So so uh, uh, my mom possesses an alley frog. Well, no, I'm the only one who's got an alley frog. Much to my consternation, and she kind of ruffles Allie's soaking wet hair. No, uh, everyone else has their own different children. Mine's the only one that's Allie. Get inside, you. Oh. Can my friends come over for dinner? And Allie's mom just freezes. Kind of slowly turns to look at the party. <laughs> slowly looks to look at the bird and then like has to look down and around because the newt coyote is continuing to like just sniff <laughs> at various like parts of her heel and so forth i do love newt being absolutely ungovernable like <laughs> the powerful chaotic energy of newt is very good and i'm giving you a spark for it <laughs> This is a nude is a menace. <laughs> I, I, I suppose. Come on in. Oh, th thank, thank you, thank you, Ali, mom. Do you like beef stew? I don't know. I've never had it, but it sounds good. You, little coyote, you look like you would like some beef stew. Oh. The famed hospitality. <laughs> ah, yes, yes, I must try. Very well, then. Come on in. And you enter the home. There is an enormous fluffy gray cat who Allie just beelines for and who is having none of Allie's hugs because Allie is soaking wet. This cat is wiggling and wriggling almost as impressively as you two can. <laughs> Not quite, but almost. Eventually kicks off Allie's chest and launches itself down a corridor. All right, 
you get changed right now, young lady. And oh, okay, I'll be right back. Oh, is should should we change too? Uh, if is is that polite to do in in a house? I have to admit, this is my first time being in one. Well, we we try and keep the inside of the house dry. Mm-hmm. So since Allie is all wet, she is going to change into dry clothes. Oh, I yes, I am. I am all wet too. Let, let me. Rhododendron reverts to noodle form, just kind of like uncoils and then sits back down as like a, not quite like a like a snake, but more like a ferret trying to sit on its hind legs. Uh-huh. Oh, oh, uh, pardon, pardon me, pardon me, madam. Oh, I have not introduced myself, darling. And Newt is going to walk over to the cat, who I assume is still having none of it at this tiny, small dog-shaped creature. The cat is very on alert versus tiny, small dog-shaped creature. The cat is watching suspiciously. Newt does a little play bow. Yeah, the cat's the cat's cool with this. Also, sparks for everyone. Good job. The the cat is just like kind of gives you a little thump on the nose, not a like a violent thump, but like a gotcha. <laughs> oh, what wits. And Allie's mom just kind of looks at the two of you and stares at Rhododendron for a minute. I see. You, um, you two are, uh, dragons, uh, like in storybooks? No, they wrote books about us? What? Oh, I'm, I, I don't know what to say. I'm kind of, oh, you've kind of flustered me there a little bit. I didn't realize I was important enough <laughs> to be in a book. Well, oh, why, of course, my chum. Oh, everyone wants to tell stories about creatures as magnificent and wise as we. Mm. Well. Oh, does that mean that there's a lot more books of Allie? She seems like she knows a lot. Well, she knows a lot. She told us that that snow and hail and rainbows come from clouds. Oh, she loves all kinds of weather. And Allie comes back downstairs with a different... I suppose different plumage, different. I mean, you and I know that she changed clothes, but I don't think Newton Rhododendron do. Why, Allie Frog, what a magnificent different form you've taken. <laughs> I didn't know humans could change like us. Wow. I'm learning all sorts of things today, Newt. Uh, well, only the clothes part. Come on, everyone, into the kitchen. Stew time. And rhododendron will will follow along and coils up in a, not in a chair. They're not certain what chairs are for, but they do kind of like sit up next to the table and put their front legs on it, front front arms, paws. Aw. Allie's mom gets out some extra bowls, sets one in front of each of you, scoops something thick and steamy and rich smelling into the bowls. Cuts off something full of bubbles from what you and I, listener, would recognize as a loaf of bread. Well, thank you very much for making sure Allie made it home safe. Oh, it was it was only polite. I'm learning that about dragons. They have excellent manners. Well, 
I'd like to think so, but... Only the grandest of gestures from the grandest of creatures, darling. <laughs> and what an incredible burrow. What, what mighty fungus you must have dug up to produce this, uh, this small cloud here. And Newt's face shifts to a slightly more crocodilian one to better manipulate and examine this. Needs a little bit longer of a snout to get in on the bread. Oh, I baked that fresh today. Not from a fungus, mind you. Mm. From wheat. From wheat. How did you turn grass into that? Wheat. Well... And Nally's Womp stops and thinks for a minute. People are very good at turning things into other things. You do seem to be quite adept at, at changing forms. Newt, we could learn a lot from them. My goodness. My goodness. See, 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 you go like this. And Allie takes the piece of bread and dunks it into the stew. And then takes a bite of the stew-soaked bread. And go like that. Allie, your mouth full. Sorry, Mom. Ah, uh, so one... Uh, it's impolite to speak with your mouth full. Mm, mm, mm. I misinterpreted my, my apologies. The Yes. Well, I'm sure dragons have their own rules. Do, do we? I guess we do. It's good to be polite. Hear that, Allie? What? I'm polite. Nori says I'm not polite. Allie, what? She was very polite to us. She said hi. Ah, uh, she did indeed. And Rhododendron is like trying to dunk the bread in their stew. They're doing it like crust side first, though, so they're not really getting a whole lot of stew on there. Oh, no. Rhododendron. Gotta scoop a little, Rhododendron. They're just kind of poking the stew with the bread. So I think... We close off just a homey little scene of Allie showing her new dragon friends how to eat stew. And Allie's mom patiently explaining things that Allie doesn't quite have words for yet. And how many sparks did everybody acquire? Oh, I think Rhododendron picked up like five or six. And that's enough to take a new shape. So you can spend those sparks to... Choose a new shape out of the things that you interacted with in this story. And if it's on the list from your parents, you can get it for cheaper, for four instead of five. So I'm, I'm torn on this one, but I, I think I'm going to go with Rhododendron is going to learn how to take the shape of a quote-unquote frog because it, it appears to only be polite to change when you go into their their burrows and they don't seem to be mm -hmm. uh, be, being noodle mode seems to be somewhat impolite so they're going to try and be more polite but I really did want to choose cat I did want to choose big fluffy kitty that's allowed but I think rhododendron would choose would choose uh frog quote unquote because mm -hmm. they they enjoy being polite uh -huh. and they are uh, they like their new friend and Allie, and they like their new friend, Allie Mom. <laughs> yeah. And this shape has pretty good grasping talons. Oh. 
This shape can lift the bread, dunk the bread, scoop the bread. Does this shape have the characteristic webbing on the feet? Does it, Nick? Mm, no, they made a pretty big point that it doesn't. Right, 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 right. Yeah, but the Ali mom did. The Ali mom had the big round, like webbed feet. Yeah. What about Newt? What shape did Newt learn from today's interaction? Hmm. Newt learned about being a frog. And the distinction in Newt's mind between the alley frog and my mom and the first frog is not particularly clear. So this is probably a shape that's not very good to look at if you are a person. <laughs> no! <laughs> Deadly! <laughs> so just like a, like a frog person? Person frog? <laughs> yeah, I... I I guess. Oh, you're right. That is upsetting to think about. <laughs> I guess so. But the but the problem is that Newt would like do the thing, look at themselves, and be like, "Ah, oh, yes, perfect. Ah, oh, yes, I'm perfect." <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And I think Allie and her mom are not gonna uh, be jerks about it. Like, if this is the shape you want to be in. <laughs> horrible <laughs> i love our pair of one extremely polite dragon and one very troublesome and rude one <laughs> so thank you both for playtesting my game with me this game is real good i had fun i like it it made me happy it's not an official sort of symphonies episode but memory time <laughs> I think the thing that got me the most was the introduction of Newt's voice. <laughs> I, I think, I think looking was, back on it, that deserved a spark. It was very much. It was very good and cute. Ah, this was fun. I don't normally play the this type of chaos character, so that was fun to do. <laughs> yeah, we got to see a rare chaotic Kathleen today. It was delightful. My favorite memory was Newt's introduction, followed by Rhododendron simply saying, frog. Yes, 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 yes. That was, that was so cute. That was extremely good. Well, and that's the thing is you can't have a character like Newt without somebody to no-sell them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think we got a perfect no-sell triangle going on between the two of you and Allie. Yes. Which is just delightful to me. Thank you for being cute baby dragons. Yeah, it was a good time. Yeah, this was, a, this was a really good one. Thanks for joining us for this Cat's Cradle, everybody. I'm going to be putting this up on the itch when I've got it, you know, illustrated to my liking. So look forward to that. And... I mean, I've explained all the rules, so you could probably just write this episode down and play it. If you do, please tell me all about it. How can you do that, you ask? I'm so glad you asked. You can tell me all about it on Twitter, at PeachGardenRPGs, or on our website, PeachGardenGames.com. There's an email form that lets you get in touch with me. Um, you can also tell me all about it on the Heroic Discord, which is linked in our pinned tweet on Twitter 
or the Be Gay Roll Dice Network Discord, where we hang out with our cool network siblings, all of whom we love. And if you can, and if you would like to, uh, we do have a Patreon and a Ko-fi page that you can find on our website at Peach Garden Games. Um, if that's something that you can't do or that you're not in a place where you can, that's totally fine. We love you all the same. Also, you can leave us a review. That's something that also helps us a lot. But just being here and listening to us is enough. Yeah, we love that you do that. We're big fans. Yeah, thank you for listening. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. We'll see Bye. you next time. Bye. Be gay. Roll dice. An LGBTQIA actual play podcast network. Are you ready for Super Idols RPG? Super Idols. A rotating cast of today's hottest up-and-coming tabletop players in one all-new power-packed podcast. Super Idols. Move into a new dimension with the year's biggest pop music-themed, magical girl-inspired masks campaign. Super Idols. Now you can have all your favorite nerdy roleplay in a funny, sincere, diverse, character-driven package. Super Idols. Meet soon-to-be chart-topping idols like Violence Violet, Bane Raven, Symphoria, Elementum, Queen Bee, Warcry, and Karen. Karen. Super Idols RPG. The internet's premier narrative play podcast about superpowered teen idols. Call the number on your screen now to order Super Idols RPG on CD or cassette, or stream it wherever podcasts are sold. Must be 13 years or older to listen because we do sometimes say please do not actually try to order a CD or cassette from us. That's just part of the parody. Please send a self-addressed stamped envelope to yourself because you deserve something nice in the mail today. And seriously, come listen to Super Idols RPG. It's pretty cool and it's a fun show and we think you'll like it. Visit superidolsrpg.castos.com for more details.